Hello everybody and welcome to a special edition of the Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the internet. That's right, HashtagBasketball.com. Yes, that is right. We are already in industry mock draft season. Um, we, I mean, we're approaching almost a, a month until the season starts. And so these mock drafts are uh, getting less, I would say, you know, um, hypothetical and a lot more real. Um, and we did one of these back in July and uh, this is one that just finished just a couple weeks ago here in the in the beginning of September. And I wanted to go through the first five rounds of this uh, industry mock draft. It is a 12-team, nine-cat, head-to-head team, uh, or head-to-head draft. Um, so do adjust your expectations accordingly. Uh, part one will be available for everybody, but part two is only going to be available for our Patreon subscribers. Um, all you Patreon subscribers out there, shout out to you if you want to be a Patreon subscriber, uh, where you can actually go see the results. The results will be public to everyone on patreon.com slash watching the boxes but if you want to hear the analysis of the second half of the industry mock draft then you need to subscribe and help support the show on patreon.com slash watching the boxes where you will get exclusive content just like this so you will you will get uh, early access to a, a lot of different podcasts uh including some of our sleeper podcasts that we will be doing uh, but I thought this mock draft would be a nice little break from all the team previews. So let's just get right into it. I think I've babbled on enough. Um, and with the very first pick in the draft, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I, uh, not in my top tier. So uh, my top tier is Harden, Anthony Davis, and Steph Curry. I think those are the three players that could actually uh, end up Number one overall at the end of the year. Uh, my tier 1B would be Carl Anthony Towns and Giannis. And that's almost how I would have drafted the beginning of this draft. Uh, I ended up with the fifth pick in this draft. And I was very, very happy about it. We'll get to that. But the first, very first pick, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm not like terribly mad about that. If you want to go all out on Giannis and you have a very specific uh, build that you want to try to put together considering uh, you're not going to be picking until the 24th or the 25th pick. And uh, I'll, I'll get into how how the number one pick overall, how they actually started to develop their team, which I, I do like. Um, Giannis isn't – I'm not mad about Giannis going first. I personally would pick James Harden or Anthony Davis. Um, Steph Curry is actually – um, totally fine here as well. I think those three uh, guys, depending on how much time you think they're going to play uh, and what you want to build your team around, do you want to build your team around James Harden, who is all around insane, uh, Steph Curry, who could revert back to old MVP Steph Curry, or Anthony Davis, who is an absolute freak and is now playing with LeBron James, uh, which will automatically make him, uh, I'm pretty sure it will make him better. 
It usually makes the first superstar better and the second stu- superstar that LeBron has to play with in order to compete. Uh, that's right, I said it. Um, usually makes the third superstar worse. But Anthony Davis, I think, will be taking lobs from LeBron, LeBron James. Anthony Davis, the less wear and tear on him this year. Uh, I'm not going to go into any draft assuming there's going to be uh, a ton of injuries except for players uh, that I, I will flag, like Daniello Gallinari, who uh, we will we will talk about here in a little bit. But uh, Giannis with the number one pick. James Harden with the number two pick. I like that. Carl Anthony Towns at three, which, um, like I said, not not mad about it, a little surprised about it. Uh, I still think Anthony Davis is is a better pick than Carl Anthony Towns. This guy wanted a little bit more durability, but who's to say Carl Anthony Towns doesn't, you know, injure himself here in a week or two. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but uh, really the top five was the top five. Um, Carl Anthony Towns at number three, Anthony Davis at number four, and my pick, very happy about what happened with those top four picks. Steph Curry at number five. Um, I'm pretty sure I might have just got uh, either the best player, second best player in fantasy this year with the fifth pick. So I'm very, very happy about that. So the top five was exactly, I think, how the the everybody assumes the top five is going to be. This is when things get a little bit strange. With the sixth pick in the draft, uh, LeBron James. And that feels incredibly, incredibly high for LeBron James, especially with all the different players that are out there. Still, LeBron James last season in 55 games per game only finished 24th. Uh, now, granted, he was off and on being hurt, but he is going to be on a team with Anthony Davis where he doesn't have to be the man. Um, and in those years where he was in Miami, um, you know, his final year in Miami, he was actually, per game, the fifth best player. Um, though I guess those years before that, when he was in his prime, um, he was the second and first best player. So if you think he's going to go revert back to um, the old, old LeBron from what looks like nine years ago, I mean, I, I just don't see it. You know, with the sixth pick, I, he in, ended up finishing six per game in nine cat with, you know, 4.2 turnovers a game in his last year in Cleveland. Um, but that's when he played 82 games and he was playing 37 minutes a game. I really, really doubt LeBron's going to be playing 37 minutes a game when they have AD on the team. AD can carry the team himself. Um, I'm th- thinking LeBron 35 minutes last year he's how old is LeBron at this point he's incredibly old um his wear and tear finally caught up to him last year with the injury which you know honestly even though I'm a LeBron hater I don't want to see LeBron injured at all um that to me is not the type of NBA I want to see at all I don't want to see any injuries but LeBron 34 years old he'll be 35 this year uh, I should know that because he's uh, he's uh, was born in the same year I was, and he went up going with the sixth pick. I think that's just far too high to take LeBron James. I would actually have taken Nikola Jokic, who, who ended up going seventh. Um, so Jokic and Lillard off the board with the seventh and eighth picks. I really like those. Um, those are my tier two players. Um, I really think Jokic. And Dame, I mean, Dame is really, really consistent. 
Jokic continues to be better. Now, granted, uh, granted Jokic finished uh, 13th overall, and Dame Lillard finished 12th overall in 9 cap per game value last season. But if you switch that to totals, because Dame is uh, very very consistent and he plays we played 80 games which was like a low for him you know dame was uh, vukovic actually beat out dame uh and we're going to talk about vukovic here in a second but when you talk about Jokic's 80 games dame Lillard's 80 games both of those guys are consistently healthy uh Jokic can end up playing a few more minutes this year uh he's only 24 dame finished sixth overall in total values and Jokic finished seventh overall in total values and to me those guys should be six and seven you know LeBron I'm knocking him down a tier maybe even two tiers uh, but LeBron I do think will have a, a better year than than normal just because he's well rested and um, has Anthony Davis on his team so the first seven a little bit of surprise with LeBron but the first eight has that my first seven in it um, I like that so you got Giannis, Harden, Anthony, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry. I would have went Jokic and Dame, but it went LeBron, Jokic, and Dame. All right, pretty good. That's your like. I think that's your main like your top seven. You want to be drafting in the top seven. If I had a choice where I could draft going into this season, I would pick number five, and that's the the spot I got, which was great because Steph Curry dropped to me. But I'm going to get Giannis or Cat or Harden or Anthony Davis or Curry, no matter what, in my top five. And coming back, I'm going to have a better player. So if I can choose whatever draft, uh, my draft pick, I'm picking fifth overall. I want to be in that top seven because this is where things get a little tricky. And I know we're on pick number nine. This third tier, uh, which recently, due to Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, who would be the logical next choices here, due to Kawhi's game limits and Paul George's injury, where, you know, currently they have him coming back maybe in uh, mid-November. So he's going to miss the beginning of the season. Um, normally those two would be no-brainers. Um, I actually might take a healthy Paul George over uh, maybe Jokic and Dame. Because Paul George, on totals last year, finished second overall. Paul George had an incredible year, and uh, shout out to him for breaking into that top three, which I uh, top two, top three, which I didn't think was possible for Paul George, um, especially after that horrible injury back in Indiana. So shout out to Paul George. But they're mo- they have to be moved down into my in, into my third tier. And in my third tier, I got Paul George, I have um, Kawhi Leonard, and that's due to the games played and the injury risk on both of them, and Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid's obviously in there um, due to his injury risk as well. All three of those guys per game can be top-tier players, but the injury risk is is significant. Significant enough to drop them down a tier, not significant enough to avoid them in the draft once they fall uh, to the bottom of the the first round, or if they even fall into the second round, which um, one of those players did in this draft. So let's get back to the draft. With the ninth pick overall, 
Drew Holiday. I feel like that's a little early for Drew Holiday. Now, granted, uh, Holiday is on a completely new team, no Anthony Davis, and you could argue whether that's bad or good for Drew Holiday. A little, uh, he's going to get a little more usage. His field goal will drop a little bit. And, um, you know, he's going to be probably, you know, less less assists, maybe the same amount of assists because of the lobs that he'll be given to Zion instead of Anthony Davis. But um, Drew Holiday, 22nd overall in averages, only played 67 games in totals. He was 25th overall last season. I really don't think, I don't want Drew Holiday in the first round. Drew Holiday's great. He's probably uh, he's probably the second best point guard on the board right now. I would rather have Kyrie Irving at this spot, um, but I'm still thinking Embiid should be right here after your top seven. So ninth pick Drew Holiday, little high. Tenth pick Bradley Beal. I do like Bradley Beal. Um, still, I would take Joel Embiid here, uh, but Bradley Beal over. I would take Bradley Beal over Drew Holiday any day of the week. Um, Drew Holiday's great. Drew Holiday's going to give you really great steals and assists. I think his scoring will go up a little bit. But guess who's already giving you great steals and, you know, a little bit less assists. But bump up the blocks, bump up the points. Bradley Beal, 14th overall per game. Down the stretch, his last 26 games, um, where he was just carrying the Washington Wizards, which he will be doing again this season. Um, He was 8th per game overall in totals. Uh, for the season last year, 10th. So taking Bradley Beal in the first round, totally fine. He's definitely a top 12 player, I think, this year. Um, I don't mind this pick. I still would have taken Joel Embiid, which is what the 11th pick, Joel Embiid, did go, and then followed by Kawhi Leonard. Um, I think I would take Joel, Kawhi, and Paul George uh, over Beal, but I don't mind Beal going a little higher. So just a quick... Recap, Drew Holiday at 9, Beal at 10, Joel Embiid at 11, Kawhi Leonard at 12. So back-to-back picks, 12 and the first pick in the second round. Kyrie Irving. I actually really, really like what this guy got on the turn. The turn is a crapshoot this year. Um, I usually like being on the turn because you get to go boom, boom. But there's so much talent now in the NBA, and there's so much talent in these first five, six rounds. Um, I kind of really don't like waiting around for 20, you know, some picks to pick again. Because if I want to, in my first rounds, I don't, I want to get the best player available. And I really feel like this guy, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, those are the best players available right then. Really, really good picks here. But now this guy is going to wait until the 36th and 37th pick. And at that 37th pick, you got to reach. you got to reach because if you want anybody with that 37th pick, you are not picking until pick 60 after that. And things, you know, my plateau, my first plateau probably starts at around, um, actually, I think my plateau moved down a little bit this year. It starts probably at like 50. Uh, and that second plateau, after about 75, 80, Oh, boy. The, the draft gets real weird in the later rounds, and we'll talk about those later. But um, I really like what this guy did on the, the back-to-back picks. Kawhi and Kyrie are a great way, I think, to start your, your draft. Both of those guys per game are first-round uh, caliber players, so shout-out to them. Uh, shout-out to this guy. 
um, at Hidden Upside if you want to follow him. Shout out to him. The second pick in the second round, the 14th pick overall, Andre Drummond. All right, so this is a head-to-head league. This is uh, Andre Drummond is someone I do stay away with, uh, stay away from in roto leagues, but in a head-to-head draft, all right. Andre Drummond paired with Joel Embiid. You just locked down your rebounds real hard. Congratulations to our friend uh, Roto Kyle at Roto Kyle NBA Kyle McCoon, uh, friend of the pod. Great two picks. Joel Embiid, Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond, when you don't have to worry about um, what he's bad at. Now, granted, what he's bad at, he's so, so, so good at, uh, at rebounds. Steals, he's great. Blocks, he's also very, very good at. Um, when you, He was 18th overall per game, even with his um, pretty bad but getting better free throw percentage. So Andre Drummond... You know, 17 uh, points per game, 15, over 15 rebounds per game. That's, I mean, that's absurd. And in a head-to-head league, I really, really uh, like people trying to build their team around Andre Drummond. You got to do it early, though. You're going to have to do Andre Drummond early if you want to be successful. So, like, that is... Beginning of the second round, that's probably when you're going to have to take him in a head-to-head league. Because if you punt free throws, which you're going to do if you have Andre Drummond, Andre Drummond is actually the fourth best player per game value uh, as of la- you know la- according to last year's stats. That's pretty great. Joel Embiid uh, clocks in at 11. So Joel Embiid, who allegedly lost 25 pounds, uh, you, you hear these stories pretty regularly leading up to the season but if that's if that's for real if the 25 pounds is for real Joel Embiid could be kind of a monster this year so I might be I might be targeting Joel Embiid in the right after my top seven uh, depending on what I see in preseason what I see in training camp so I'll have to keep an eye on Joel Embiid but I really like Kyle's pick here of Andre Drummond to pair with Joel Embiid uh, that's also a very good turn back-to-back. Uh, I, I I would respect anyone trying to make trying to make a difference because when you're on the turn, you're outside of those top players. So going with a strategy of a, a, a specific punt strategy of punting free throws and getting Andre Drummond, who's elite, uh, a super elite in rebounds, pairing him with another center like Embiid, who does a bunch of other things. I like that back-to-back. He's going to be a little hurting on his um, guard stats, but we'll see what he does here in the later rounds. <clears throat> so after Andre Drummond, Paul George at 15. I think that's a really good get. Paul George, to me, um, he's going to miss maybe the first four or six weeks. Maybe it takes him another couple weeks to get ramped up. If you're worried about losing those weeks, well, uh, then you're not trying that hard. Uh, I think Paul George should still go in the first round. I just think Paul George, when he is healthy, which he will be healthy probably by at, at the worst December, um, <clears throat> will be as dominant as he was last year. He's playing with Kawhi Leonard. Uh, he's playing in L.A. He's going to be pretty happy about that. I think Paul George gets back to pretty close to what he was doing last year, which, if it, that's true, that's a first-round talent. So, you know, in the second round here, you're looking for someone who can be a first-round talent. Uh, Kyrie Irving, Andre Drummond, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, all those guys, 
depending on your punt strategy, depending on what you're doing, all those guys, first-round talents. With the 16th pick, uh, I think this is a little bit of a reach, Devin Booker. Uh, Devin Booker could be uh, headed towards a, a, a breakout year, but I, I guess we say that every single year. Um, and the Phoenix Suns are technically better. They have Ricky Rubio. Uh, what I worry about is with Ricky Rubio pounding the ball, um, is Devin Booker's assist going to stay up there close to seven? So his big jump in assists, Devin Booker's, from about f under five assists to almost seven assists, that makes him a lot more valuable. He also shot 46%, which is the highest he shot in his career. Um, listen, Devin Booker is great. I think Devin Booker is a solid 100% second-round pick. Um, I, I just think Devin Booker is incredibly incredibly good he can average 30 points a game even dem booker's gonna have to <clears throat> get a tad bit better uh at those steals and he's gonna have to be over one he has not been over one in the last three seasons four seasons he's almost been one the last three seasons um i'd like to see an extra rebound from him i don't think that's gonna happen just with the with the new how the new team is made up there um Devin Booker, I'm thinking he's a top 30 player. Picking him at 16th overall when you have a couple extra players here that I like better. Uh, not my favorite pick, but now you got Devin Booker because you were, you are not giving. If you wanted Devin Booker, you're not getting him uh, on the on the comeback. He's not coming back to you, um, and you are pairing him up with Drew Holiday. So. To me, that's uh, a little bit interesting. You got two guards. You got your guards locked down, and your assists are solid, and your scoring is very good. Now, Drew Holiday, uh, a lower scorer for a first round pick, and I don't think Drew Holiday is a first round pick, but uh, maybe there at the very end. But um, putting him with Devin Booker, Devin Booker is going to score a ton. Um, you're still really, really low on blocks, so that's something to worry about. Uh, but Devin Booker with the 16th overall pick, a little high. Uh, the next pick, also I think a little high, but less less a little high. That's, that's Is that a thing? Yeah, less a little high than Devin Booker is another uh, outstanding gentleman named Trey Young, who came on like a murderer at the end of the season last year. And I think Trey Young continues to get better. Um, the thing is, is we know Devin Booker can do it. We know what Devin, if, if Devin Booker can stay healthy which is another a little bit of a concern. We know Devin Booker can put up insane numbers. Trey Young put insane numbers up for about the second half of last season. In the last 25 games, Trey Young was putting up 20 almost 24 or no, 24 points, a couple threes, nine assists, and I think that's what's why he stands out. That's why Trey Young stands out is that he is going to be an assist monster, uh, which is gives him a little bit of a bump in my book because there are no like top tier assist guys anymore with the way that the league has changed everybody's sharing the ball everybody's playing around the perimeter um having a single point guard uh who dribbles out the ball finds the guy distributes is becoming you know just less and less of a strategy trey young on the other hand uh, is allowed to orchestrate the uh, offense and he did that you know he could he have double-digit assists this season? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think both Devin Booker at 16, Trey Young at 17, they're a little high. 
But <clears throat> they are both second-round picks to me, and I, I think they're just kind of later second-round picks. Um, I would rather have people like Kimba Walker, who I know is going to improve in um, Boston, and Kimba Walker um, has done it over and over and over again. You know what you're getting with Kimba Walker. Trey Young uh, could be a little bit better than Kimba Walker, but we he also could just kind of fall apart. Kimba Walker finished 20th overall per... Uh, <clears throat> actually, you know, I got to get rid of Jakar Sampson here on my rankings. That guy, um, guy is a jerk. He's screwing up my rankings. Get out of here, Jakar. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, 19th overall, Kimba Walker per game. Um, and you know Kimba Walker can do it. So like, that's the difference to me. And that's why I'd, I'd, I'd feel a lot safer with Kimba Walker over both of those players. And so we had Dem Booker at 16, Trey Young at 17, and then Russell Westbrook, which in a head-to-head -head league, okay, this is a okay pick to, uh, and he's got him with Jokic. So interesting to go with two borderline, well, Westbrook, triple-double guy, uh, Jokic, borderline triple-double guy. I like, I like that move because I think if you get Jokic in the first round or LeBron, <clears throat> if you can make... If you can do Jokic and LeBron, that'd be cool. I don't think LeBron's going to fall that far. But Jokic with another uh, triple-double-esque player is a great way to start your uh, your head-to-head -head strategy. Um, you could go Ben Simmons. Uh, LeBron would be, I guess, the ultimate get there. And then Westbrook. And Westbrook is a good pick, I think, in the in the second round in a head-to-head -head league. If I was in a, because you were now punting, like Westbrook, you were now punting. Uh, field goal turnover is going to be miserable. Uh, your field goal is not going to be great either. Even though you have Jokic, like your your field goal is not going to be great. Um, you know, Jokic is shooting 15 shots at 51 percent. That really doesn't make up for the and granted I think the shots drop a little bit you know it goes down from 20 shots per game for Westbrook to maybe like 18 shots but he's still gonna shoot like 42 percent 42 43 percent might be a little bit more open with Harden but I just I think Westbrook's game is Westbrook's game and that's exactly what you're going to get he was ranked 32nd overall in nine cat I guess if you don't care at all about turnovers which. You know, most people don't. You're in a head-to-head -head league. I would, I would stop caring about turnovers. Uh, Westbrook is the 15th overall. So, in a head-to-head -head league, or in an eight-cat roto league, right here getting Westbrook at 18, pretty good pick, especially teaming him up with Jokic. With the number 19th pick, Kimba Walker. I like Kimba Walker a lot. I think his percentages are going to go up in Boston. He's going to be in a better system, and he's still going to do Kimba Walker-esque stuff. And he's going to be hungry. He's going to finally be on a pretty good team. Um, I like Kimba Walker a lot. I like him earlier in the second round. Getting him at 19 is great. Followed by my pick, the one, the only, the greatest of all time, Jimmy Buckets. All he does is get buckets. Um, Jimmy Butler, now granted, Jimmy Butler has not played a full season in, in a, a long while. But per game, here, here, let me list out Jimmy Buckets' per game value. Last season, 15. Season before that, 11. Season before that, 10. The season before that, 15. The season before that, 8. This guy is a turn... Um, 
he's got the value of someone who should be picked on the turn. And he went to, uh, you know, the Minnesota Philly ordeal last season. Um, I think playing in Philly with all those players, it dropped his points, it dropped his assists. Um, but everything else stayed the same. His percentages were about the same. He got, uh, actually, pretty much career average blocks, career, almost two steals a game, and about a three a game. In Miami, he's going to be the man again. So let's look at that last season in Chicago where he was the 10th per game overall. 24 points, 6 rebounds, 5.5 assists, 2 steals. Those That's top 10 value. The real question is, this guy plays about 65, 67 games a season. So that is a big question mark. But I think a lot of people do make a mistake in the in the draft. They go... Well, Jimmy Butler only plays 65 games a year, and, you know, let's say the the um, Pascal Siakam's going to play more than him, and they're going to do about the same things. Well, no, Jimmy Butler's going to do a lot more than Pascal Siakam, one. And number two, you're probably right. Pascal Siakam will probably play more games, we don't know, but probably will play more games than Jimmy Butler this season. Well, you're not... I guess taking into account is that you're probably not going to own these players for the next 82 games. Yeah, Jimmy Butler's not going to play 82 games. But his value as a player as an as an asset in December in January is going to be higher than Pascal Siakam's unless you're in like a dynasty league or a keeper league. So, at one point in the season, Jimmy Butler is going to be a top 10 player, maybe even a little bit higher. You can sell high on him. To me, you get you are going to get more return in a trade with Jimmy Butler than you are Pascal Siakam, ten out of ten times. So to me, I in my drafts look for value. You cannot predict injuries. Um, if you're in a savvier league, everybody knows Jimmy Butler is uh, injury prone, and they know that he's not going to play 82 games a year. So that maybe decreases his value. But I'd say in the average league, you know, people seeing Jimmy Butler putting up old stats. You know, 20-plus points a game in Miami. Um, Butler's going to be a really, really good trade asset. And also, he's definitely worth the 20th pick in this draft. Uh, he's definitely going to be um, a, I'd say, he's definitely going to be a top 20 player per game. You know, if you go to totals, he was 24th in 65 games. All right, I'm, I'm betting on 70 games. Cool. T- still a top 20 player. Good value. Uh, at, tw- at pick 20 overall. Um, so let's run those down. 13th, Kyrie. 14th, Andre. Drummond. 15th, Paul George. Great pick. Uh, 16th, Booker. A little high. 17th, Trey Young. A little high. Westbrook at 18. Totally fine in a head-to-head league there. That's a good pick. Kimba Walker at 19th. Like that pick as well. Jimmy Butler at 20. Love the pick. Well, it's my pick. So, of course, I love it. Next up. To finish out the second round at 21, Mitchell Robinson. Little high on Mitchell Robinson. I know. Um, I think this person probably could have gotten Mitchell Robinson at 28 with their next pick, but maybe not. Uh, I've seen Mitchell Robinson go all over the place. Um, I've seen him go in the fourth round. I've seen him go here in the second round. I've actually seen him go in the f- end of the first round, which I thought was absolutely 
batshit insane. But Mitchell Robinson, in 25 minutes per game there down the stretch for New York, three blocks a game. Here's the thing. And we're, we're going to talk about this, and we might have already talked about this on our, on our Knicks team preview. Um, Mitchell Robinson is awesome at blocking shots. You're picking a guy who's going to average about 10 points a game, maybe 12 points a game at best. 12 points a game. With your second overall pick, no threes, not double-digit rebounds, Less than one assist a game. A steal, maybe. And 65% from the line. That's a lot of holes in your game for someone who's going to win you blocks every week. So if you really want to win blocks every week, I would suggest going after guys who get blocks like Rudy Gobert, who was still available. Um... That to me is 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 a better use of your of your pick here than Mitchell Robinson. Yes, Mitchell Robinson could be an all time block stud. He could get a little bit better in all his other stats, but like that 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 assists rate ain't going nowhere. He's not going to start hitting threes. This is not going to happen. I think people think he might, but he's not going to happen. Um, you're looking at a you know like a twelve and ten guy with three blocks. Now, if he wants to stay on the court. More than 25 minutes a game. He's going to have to play better defense and stop fouling. And usually when players like Hassan Whiteside, Serge Ibaka, when they wanted to stay on the court, stop fouling, their block numbers went down. Um, Do I think Mitchell Robinson this season maybe averages three blocks a game? Yeah. I'd say it's more likely than not. But am I... (laughs) Do I really want to bet my second-round pick on that? No. No, I don't. I think that is way too risky. Into the second round, into the third round, maybe. I'd rather have two of the best players on the board on my team than taking a swing at Mitchell Robinson, especially someone who plays for the Knicks. That worries me as well. So with the 21st pick, Mitchell Robinson, a little too high for me. Um, I guess you got your blocks, so shout-out to you getting your blocks. But now you got... But you already had Anthony Davis. So you went Anthony Davis, Mitchell Robinson. You're definitely going to win blocks. But, like, your threes are done, pretty much. You're going to have to make up with your threes for the rest of the... Uh, which, this did not happen for this player, for this guy. Um, you're basically punting threes, so maybe maybe that's what he's going to go for here. Because he ends up taking, on the 28th pick, Miles Turner. Three centers. Center, center, center. I, I just don't recommend it. Um, I want the best player on the board in round one and round two. And even round three, I want the best player on the board. Maybe I start leaning towards someone who fits my build a little bit better. Um, but here, you know, I'll, I'll get to Miles Turner here in a second. But Mitchell Robinson at 21th overall, too high for me. I'd actually rather have the next pick, 22nd, Nikola Vucevic. Uh, hey, everybody. I have a little announcement about Nikola Vucevic. Quick announcement. Breaking news. Nikola Vucevic, per game, was the 11th overall player last season. He only played 31 minutes per game. In 29 minutes per game, he was the 27th ranked player per game. 
two seasons ago. Attention, everyone. Breaking news also, this just in. Vucevic totals 80 games, fifth ranked overall player last season. So someone someone needs to explain to me Vucevic falling to the end of second rounds, even into the third round. Someone needs to explain that to me. Because Vucevic is a top 20 player, even in limited minutes. Even in limited minutes. He's top 20 player. If he's going to play like 31 minutes, it'd be the focal point in Orlando's offense, which he was. And they just paid him. So why would they suddenly start benching him again? Not going to happen. Um... Then why are you, why is he being drafted at the twenty second overall pick? I feel like it's a little late. I'd rather Vucevic to me is a is an early second round player. Uh, twenty points, twelve rebounds, hits a three, gets a steal and a block. A one 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 player. I like those well rounded players better. I'm a more of a roto player. I like those well rounded players better. Um, if I'm in a head to head league, I probably do take Andre Drummond over him. I probably do take Westbrook over him. Maybe maybe not. Um, Probably Kimball Walker over Vucevic, but then I'm taking Vucevic. Vucevic is an incredible player. Um, I think the the people are sleeping on Vucevic and 22. Even 22 is a little low, so a great grab at 22. 23, Ben Simmons. Oh, boy. Um, I am not a Ben I've tried to do things with Ben Simmons, and that sounds inappropriate. Um, I tried to build teams around Ben Simmons. 17 points, 8 rebounds, seven, almost 8 assists last year, steal and a half, almost a block. Good field goal percentage. Okay. So, Ben Simmons is going to a team. Um, oh, boy. That has James Harden on it. Okay. Um, I... Oof. James Harden, super elite free throw shooter. Still don't think that makes up for Ben Simmons' crap free throw shooting, but it's a start. James Harden, almost five three-pointers a game. Does that kind of make up for... Like, now you're average at threes and a little below average at free throws. But then you have, like, really, really good rebounds and assists and steals. Oof. I mean, I think I like the shot. I, li- I like this guy taking a shot with Ben Simmons at uh, the 23rd pick, teaming him up with James Harden. You know, I think if you team him up with James Harden or you go full-on punt, uh, punt three-pointer and team him up with Giannis, I like those plays because uh, then you're definitely punting free throw percentage and three-pointer if you team up with Harden, you're negating what Harden is great at, which is, well, he's great at everything, really, but free throws and and three-pointers are his super elite stats. I guess you're double-upping, double double-upping, up, double upping, double upping, that's not a word. Um, you're doubling up on assists and steals, and Harden's insane point totals do help you with Ben Simmons' lack of points. You're pretty much punting turnovers, but you were anyway with James Harden. All right, I don't. You know what? I don't hate this. I don't like Ben Simmons. I usually stay away from Ben Simmons. I've tried to build teams, even head-to-head teams. 
around Ben Simmons hasn't worked. But at 23, teaming him with James Harden, I'm kind of interested. I'm kind of interested. I'd like to see how that plays out. Um, I think I'm going to try to maybe look into a build with Harden Simmons. But you got to hope Simmons falls to you. And Simmons falling to 23 is happening in expert drafts, but in, in, in casual drafts, not so much. All right, last pick in the second round, Rudy Gobert. like that pick. I love Rudy Gobert. He's a really good player. He could feasibly get a little bit better this season. He was 23rd overall. You're getting him at um, 24 here. Great. Cool. Actually, Rudy Gobert per game was 17th overall last season. Excuse me. Uh, I was looking at punting. If you're punting turnovers, he's a little bit less because his turnovers are low. Uh, but to me, this is a guy I'd rather take than Mitchell Robinson. You're still getting almost three blocks a game, uh, and you're getting you're actually getting rebounds. You're at least getting uh, two assists instead of zero assists, and you're getting more points. So I like Rudy Gobert over Mitchell Robinson. I like Rudy Gobert as a solid, um, I guess, second-round pick. Yeah, I think he's a good second-round pick. So this guy now has Giannis, and he's got... Rudy Gobert, and then he goes with DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton has been falling in drafts, guys. And DeAndre Ayton, roto-wise, is, is a very, very good player, very good center to have. Um, he's going to get better next season. He's a good free-throw shooter for a center. Um, I He's almost a block, almost a steal guy. I really hate that his assists are low. I really hate that he doesn't hit any threes. But he's good percentage-wise. I think Ayton's a solid third-round pick. Early in the first round, eh. uh, but totally Aiden in the in the in the in the third round, I'm fine with that. I think he's good. I think he's going to get better. Um, he's going to play more minutes, which I think is the real key. He only played 30 minutes a game. You can see that bump up to 32, 33. Uh, that's going to help his stats a lot. Sure, Rudy Gobert, Aiden, Giannis. That's an interesting team with the 26 pick, uh, second pick in the third round. Luka Doncic. Doncic has been flying up the boards and I get it and I don't get it, right? Luka Doncic, already one of the best players in the league at the age of 19, 20, whatever. Um, fantasy basketball-wise, not not so much. Um, there are other guys who get you, you know, like Westbrook gets you the 20, you know, 10 and 10. Uh, Luka Doncic down the stretch, you know, his percentages were bad. He's barely shooting over 42%. He's getting to the line a ton and shooting 70%. So you are destroying, absolutely destroying your percentages. So you either need to team him up with a great percentage guy or really, really plant your percentages. Now, this guy has James Harden. He went with Ben Simmons, which I liked. Now he's tripling down with Luka Doncic. All right, your free throw percentage is is now is now gone. Your field goal percentage is pretty much gone at this point as well. So you're banking on points, rebounds, assists, steals. That's four categories out of nine, and you need a fifth one. Your blocks ain't great, and your threes are fine. All right. You're going for the five. Like, I got to win five cats. I don't like this strategy. The room for air is low, and someone's always better than you at the cats that you think you're the best at. The five, um, punting four categories 
is insanely hard to do and you have to be the best at it because if anyone's a little bit better, you lose that week. And if anyone's a little bit better than you in the playoffs, you lose that week. Um, all these guys are super valuable. So I, I, Ben Simmons, Luka Doncic, someone's interested in those players in your league. You know that for sure. But Luka Doncic at 26, I think it's way too high unless you don't care about percentages at all. I think this is too high. I think uh, third round's too high for Luka Doncic. I don't think you're... Luka Doncic is not making it out of the third round, by the way. But I think it's just too high for him, in a, especially in a Roto League. Um, I don't... I mean, he'll, he'll probably take a bit of a leap this year. He's losing some weight. But his percentages need to be way, way better. And he needs to get a little bit more... More than a half a block a game. Um, and a little bit more than a steal a game in order to bump into that elite tier. And I feel like... You know, early third round's a little early. You're gonna ha- he's gonna hundred percent be taken in the late third round. And there's a lot of these guys in the third round that I like way better than um, than Luka Doncic. Uh, Donovan Mitchell went next at twenty seven. Um, this is where Donovan Mitchell's going. Everybody, like, just deal with it. Donovan Mitchell had a slow start last year. Definitely came on in the second half. But once again, as me and Tyler say, where's Donovan Mitchell improving? So, he scored more last season. He hit some more threes last season. His rebounds and assists went up. He's getting about a steal and a half game, half a block a game, and his field goal percentage is worse. Honestly, I'd rather have I'd rather have Donovan Mitchell than Luka Doncic at this point. But um, Donovan Mitchell is fine. He's going to need to improve his assists. He's, now that Mike Conley's on the team, I don't think that's going to happen. He's going to need to improve his rebounds. He's going to ha- need to have Bradley Beal-esque improvements year after year after year, getting a little bit better at steals, getting a little bit better at blocks, a little bit better assists and rebounds in order to be worth a 27th overall pick. What, like Luka Doncic, he's not getting out of the third round. Donovan Mitchell and Luka Doncic are not falling to the fourth round hardly anywhere. So this is where you have to take these players. I just think there there are better value plays out there than Luka Doncic and Donovan Mitchell, including the next pick, Miles Turner. I love Miles Turner. Uh, now Miles Turner doesn't score a lot, and this is also the guy, like I was saying earlier. Miles Turner is on a team with um, Jesus Christ, Mitchell Robinson and Anthony Davis. I don't know what this guy's doing. Uh, you're so hey, congratulations! You're gonna win blocks. Um, you're you're trashing points right now. Uh, like just because Giannis scores like twenty seven, twenty eight a game, right? Hell, let's say he scores thirty a game. Uh, you got two guys who score like twelve and thirteen. Those are huge, huge drop offs. Now the thing that Miles Turner is great at is being a very good percentage guy, which you already kind of threw away with Mitchell Robinson, uh, being a very good percentage guy in free throws and being solid um, at, at field goal and getting great blocks with almost a steal a game and a three a game. So you got your 1-1-1 one, one, one guy, but this is like a 1-1-3 one, one, guy. Uh, his assists are bad, his rebounds aren't great, and his points are low. But as a, like I said, I'd rather, I'd rather have Miles Turner than Mitchell Robinson because Miles Turner does more than one thing and his blocks are pretty close to Mitchell Robinson's. 
So this guy went both of those players. I I don't understand. There's too many centers on your team. Um, I would much rather have had the guy that went at next at 29, D'Angelo Russell. Uh, to me, that's that was my pick. I think there's a lot of uh, I think. Half the people out there are like Mitchell Robinson. There's no way he's going to be better next season, and he was already per game the 57th player. So why would why in the world would he get better? And I think there's people on the other side, including myself, which is like Mitchell Robinson was being guarded by the best player on each team, and he was jacking up a ton of terrible shots. He was still hitting 43% of his shots. He was getting almost eight assists a game in 24 points a game, hitting over three three-pointers a game. So this is a guy, I think, who is a solid third-round pick because he's going to be on a team where he's going to be more open. He's going to hit those open shots. He's going to be on a team that likes to distribute the ball more, so maybe his assists take a little bit of a hit. But there's plenty of shots to go around. People are like, oh, he's not going to take 18 shots a game. Well, Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson are on the team. He might be, t- until Clay comes back, D'Angelo Russell might be taking more shots than 18 next season, and I'm betting on that. They're going to need someone who can run the team along with Steph Curry and play off the ball. D'Angelo Russell can do both of those things. Steph Curry can play off the ball, so they want D'Angelo Russell to be the the main point guard. Done. Like, it's going to happen. I I actually don't see how D'Angelo Russell gets worse. He only played 30 minutes a game last season. He's going to need to play more than 30 minutes a game in Golden State. That team is not deep. They're going to, they are going to need him to play more than 30 minutes. So bump his minutes, bump his efficiency. What am I what am I what am I worried about here? Is it his 78% free throw shooting kind of? Not a fan of that. Is it his assists at 7? Do they go down? Eh. Maybe. Potentially, yes, with Draymond, with the way uh, Golden State plays, moving the ball around a lot. All right, let's say it goes down to six. Okay, cool. Um, I don't think you get a lot. There's not a lot of players that are doing what D'Angelo Russell is doing after the third round. And so I think that's why he has to go in the third round. Um, To me, he is a, just because his assists are bumped up, his scoring is bumped up, he is a little bit better than... um, your Donovan Mitchells, your Luka Doncic's, but I, I'd th- kind of throw all of those guys into a late third-round picks. Um, I went with D'Angelo because my team already had Jimmy Butler, and I had Steph Curry, and I wanted to have like a super solid point guard core um, because there's a lot of big men later in the draft uh, that I like, that I absolutely like. Uh, the next pick here was Kristaps Porzingis, which is a very... Um, to me, kind of a nervous... That's a nervous pick. If Chris Stapps ends up in the fourth round, I'm taking him. In the third round, oh, man, like, do we know... He, he can easily be a third-round, second-round talent. How healthy is he? What's he going to look like on Dallas? Um, I guess I'm less worried about Porzingis than others. A lot of people are avoiding him at all costs. At 30, I really... I, I think I don't think I'm taking him at 30, but seeing him go at 30 isn't, like... Egregious, like I'm not like oh what a terrible pick. Uh, next pick, thirty one, Lamarcus Aldridge, super boring, super great pick. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge being overlooked every single year for his entire career. Um, Lamarcus Aldridge, even though he's like in his thirties, 
per game was 25th overall, so getting him at 31 is pretty good. And he was 16th overall in totals because he played 81 games. And LaMarcus Aldridge plays like 75 games a year. He, you know, gets you 20 points and 9 rebounds and a couple assists and a little bit of a block. And he's great at your percentages. He's a great, great, great Roto player. Um, and in the third round, I, he has to go in the third round. Like, if you see him in the third round, you pick him. Especially in the mid-late third round. Because he's boring. He's absolutely super monotonously boring and he's very very valuable now if you are punting free throws he becomes less valuable if you are punting uh field goal percentage he becomes less valuable if you're punting turnovers he becomes less valuable so i get why he fell to the third round um but i just i don't think he can go past the third round because he's just he's just so he's so good at everything else this guy's got westbrook and he's got Jokic. So I feel like maybe he's trying to bump up his his percentages again. But, I mean, three-pointers are kind of dead for this guy at, the, at this point, going with LaMarcus here. Uh, but LaMarcus is a very, very good very good third-round pick. I'm totally fine with him at 31. Next up, Johnny Collins. Uh, a lot of hype around Johnny Collins. I'm not buying that hype. He was the hype train, what, definitely the, the biggest sleeper last year. And he ended up 49th overall per game. He was kind of that mid-season rookie year hype train. Never panned out. Uh, 19 points, 10 rebounds, a three a game, less than a half assist, less than half a block. Where are the, my blocks and assists? Really good percentage guy. Where are my blocks and assists? Uh, this... I don't think you're going to get John Collins to fall out of the third round either. A lot of these guys aren't falling out of the third round, so this is when you got to take him. Um, the third round to me is kind of a... It's going to be where people hit or miss. And I think there's some guys in the fourth round that should be in the third round, and we'll get to, we're going to get to those guys. Um, LaMarcus is safe in the third round. John, Johnny Collins, upside, but... Where when when are the blocks and steals going to show up? And the steals aren't going to show up, guys. The blocks could go back to one over one a game, but one a game. All right, he's more of a roto player in my opinion, but okay, cool. Uh, Thirty-three Zion Williamson. I've seen Zion Williamson go in the first round, into the third round. Yeah, done. Uh, I'll take Zion Williamson at the end of the third round. Uh, could be. I'd rather go with his upside than Johnny Collins's upside because Zion Williamson's upside is limitless, and Johnny Collins's upside is good. A great all-around player. Um, a better LaMarcus Aldridge is what John Collins could be. So you could just get LaMarcus Aldridge, which went 31, 32. Zion Williams at 33. Um, a lot of hype around Zion. I actually don't think in casual league Zion will ever fall to 33, but we'll see. Um, Pascal Siakam at 34, great pick. I think Pascal Siakam is going to have a nice year this season. Getting him at the end of the third round is good. I think in the middle of the third round is totally fine. 35, Chris Paul. Um, Chris Paul is being overlooked. Once again, Chris Paul, one of the few point guards who can get you incredible assists. Uh, a lot of people probably think he's he's washed up, but he's the only good player on that Oklahoma City squad. And per game last season in Houston, playing behind um, James Harden, he was still the 21st ranked player overall. 
He's still getting two steals a game because he's savvy. He's still getting eight plus assists a game, which almost nobody in the league is doing. Really good rebounds, really good three three pointers. Chris Paul should not fall this low. He probably is going to be somewhere in my early third round rankings, um, and because I just think his his stats go up, um, being on a team where he has to be the guy again, and he's going to get a lot of assists because he's great at doing that. Um, Chris Paul, shout out to him, ending up the third round. De'Aaron Fox. All right, De'Aaron Fox, shout out to you. Um, making huge leaps last season. I like De'Aaron Fox. He's I think he's due for another leap. I think third round is a little high for me. Um, you're not. This guy was not going to get De'Aaron Fox to fall to him at 60, so if he really wanted De'Aaron Fox, he got him. Uh, in totals, De'Aaron Fox was the 39th-ranked player, but per game, because he played 81 games, per game, 70th. little concerned about uh, the free throw percentage. If you don't care about that, cool. Um, he's going to need his rebounds to go up. I think that's possible. But, you know, seven assists, one and a half steals, 17 points a game. Uh, all those things could improve just a, a hair. And to me, you know, that's a fourth-round player, not a third-round player. Um, I'd rather have some guys like Clint Capella, Mike Connolly, um, and maybe even, maybe even Chris Middleton uh, taking a chance on him. That might be a little too much. Let's just say Mike Connolly... And Clint Capella, those should be third-round players. A couple of these guys that I mentioned, including De'Aaron Fox, should probably probably be fourth-round players. I'd put Luka Doncic in the fourth round. You're not going to get him in the fourth round. So I'm not going to own Luka Doncic in a lot of leagues. Um, once again, if you want the results of this draft, it will be on patreon.com slash watching the boxes, the entire thing. You'll be able to get uh, access anybody even if you're not a Patreon, you will be able to get access to the results of this draft. Let's get into round four and let's get through round five as well. Still got a lot of players to talk about. Draymond Green. All right, 37th overall, Draymond Green. I think that's kind of where he has to go. To me, Draymond Green's a really, really hard player to figure out when I draft him, why I draft him. This went to a team with Kawhi Leonard and Kyrie Irving. Um, so I guess maybe he could make up for some of the point deficits that DeAndre has. Um I don't end up with DeAndre on a lot of teams. Um, this is also the guy who just picked De'Aaron Fox. So to me, that's a weird, that's a really weird build. But DeAndre is, he's kind of always overlooked and underrated. And I think on a team without KD, DeAndre is going to have to do more. And I'm a little concerned with what I saw with Draymond last season. Uh, his shot was gone. He refused to shoot three-pointers anymore. Very, very suspicious. I, I, I don't. I don't know if I'm taking Draymond here, but Draymond in the fourth round is a good value. And Draymond at 37 is a good value. It's, that's, I, I cannot argue with that. Um, next up, Blake Griffin at 38. Um, okay. Like, this went to Roto Kyle. He's got Chris Paul, he's got Blake Griffin, so he's got a lot of assists on his team. Blake Griffin per game was 65th overall, though. Um, so in a head-to-head -head league, you don't care about free throws. You don't care maybe too much about your turnovers. Uh, Blake Griffin gets a lot more interesting. So he would be a fourth-round player if you don't if you're punting certain categories. I don't like Blake this high. I think you can get Blake later in the drafts. Uh, maybe not where uh, Kyle was going to pick next, which is at 62. So if you really want a Blake Griffin and you really thought it fit, 
his build with Chris Paul and with um, Joel Embiid and um, Andre Drummond. Like, he's locked down on rebounds, especially getting Chris Paul, who's a great rebounder. And he's really good at assists right now. He's got a lot. And the points the points are there. Um, I don't hate that pick for Kyle. Overall, I think 37 is a little high. Or excuse me. Yeah, 37 is a little uh, 38 is a little high for Blake Griffin. 39, the boring old DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, solid pick. Um, I would take the next two guys off the board ahead of him for sure. But DeMar DeRozan is always overlooked. He's... Uh, Gets you boring stats, but he gets a little bit better every year. He's a great scorer. So getting those points in the fourth round, getting like 21 points a game in the fourth round is good. Hurts you in three-pointers, but everywhere else he's super solid. Uh, six and six last year for rebounds and assists. I like I like this pick. I like him at the beginning of the fourth round. I like DeMar Rosen, even though he's boring. Uh, I like these next two picks better, though. At 40, Mike Connolly, and at 41, Clint Capella. Mike Conley is going to be really, really good in Utah, and Clint Capella... What's going on? Is there, like, a revisionist history going on with Clint Capella? Instead of having one player he can do pick-and-roll dunks with, he now has two players he can do pick-and-roll dunks with. Per game last year, Clint Capella was 23rd overall, and in totals he was 29th in only 67 games. Why is Clint Capella, and this is often, falling to the middle of the fourth round? Doesn't make any sense to me. If I see Clint Capella in my th- in my mid to late third round, I'm taking Clint Capella. I'm also taking Mike Connolly in the mid uh, third round as well. I think Mike Connolly. A lot of people think he's old, think he's washed up, and I I disagree. He was 27th overall per game, and granted, he's got a little bit of an injury history, but a motivated Mike Connolly scoring 20 plus a game, getting six. Assist a game, getting over a steal a game, hitting two three pointers on a much much better team. I I just think he's he's due for a very very good year, even though he is getting up there in age. Uh, give me Conley and Clint Capella in the th- mid to late third round any day. Getting him both of those guys in the middle of the fourth round, great picks. Next pick at forty two, Chris Middleton. Um, this is a I hope Chris Middleton reverts back to who he was. Pick. And I don't hate it. Um, Chris Middleton per game, 63rd overall. Um, His uh, field goal percentage disappeared, actually, for a period of last season. It eventually came back. Um, His steals went from 1.5 to 1. And those two things alone really, really took the knees out from Chris Middleton. And that just goes to show you how important certain stats are, especially steals. Um, uh, I think Chris Middleton has a bounce back. Is he going to bounce back to 25th per game like he was two seasons ago? Probably not. So thinking he could be the, you know, top 40 player, top 45 player. Okay, cool. 42nd overall, maybe a little high. I think there's some guys later in this round. Like, actually, I'd rather take a swing on Robert Covington's bounce back who goes later in this round than Chris Middleton's bounce back. So I, I don't love this pick. Uh, I think I've seen Chris Middleton be picked in the fifth round. If you can get him in the fifth round, um, I'm in. I'm 100% in on Chris Middleton in the fifth round. Uh, and I think you can. 40 seconds too high for me, considering where people will see him, where people will draft him. Um, can Chris Middleton be the 42nd best player next season? Absolutely. 
Next pick is my boy, Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, love Jaron Jackson Jr. Thought he was going to break out last season. Couldn't really stay on the court that much. Um, Memphis, per game last season, uh, in only 26 minutes, 80 ninth per game in only 26 minutes if this guy's gonna be playing 32 minutes a game uh i like his versatility i like his upside uh i like him here in the fourth round i just think there were some better guys on the board like robert covington uh and buddy heel who i picked and with the next pick uh even eric bledsoe who's being overlooked i think 45 for eric bledsoe is it's actually ahead of where i've been seeing him picked um we'll get to him on on the flip side but jaron jackson jr is not making it out of the fourth round and if you really, really wanted him and you want to take that upside shot on him, who, you know, Jaron Jackson could be an absolutely excellent roto fantasy basketball player in the head-to-head league, I think there's some other guys I'd rather take, including Tobias Harris, who gets taken after Jaron Jackson here. Um, but into the fourth round, Jaron Jackson, I'm totally fine with that. Next up, my pick, Buddy Heald. Um, guard, 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 guard. Not, the, not, not sure I'd recommend people taking guard, 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 guard. But these are the best players on the board. Uh, Steph Curry is awesome. And I went with Jimmy Butler, who is, you know, a top of the second round talent. D'Angelo Russell, who is going to score and hit threes. And now I have Buddy Heald, who's going to score and hit threes along with. So I'm set in my guards. Like, my guard stats are elite in this league. Um, I would have loved to have got Mike Connolly here. But Buddy Heald's totally fine. I would also be totally fine with. Eric Bledsoe, who at 45, uh, 45th overall with the next pick. Eric Bledsoe at 45 is a great deal. Eric Bledsoe is boring, and Eric Bledsoe is a top 30 player. Um, let, let, me, let me make sure I'm accurate on that. But, yeah, Eric Bledsoe is being overlooked in drafts. He's being underdrafted just like Mike Connolly is, just like Clint Capella is. In totals, Eric Bledsoe was the 30th ranked player in 78 games. You know, I think he does stay fairly durable, and now he doesn't have to compete for minutes. He only played 29 minutes. Malcolm Brogdon is not on the team, so I guess, you know, my guess is Eric Bledsoe's minutes are going to go up back to, you know, 31, maybe even 32. And if that's the case, he's a top 40 player easily. So getting him at 45, I've seen, I've seen Eric Bledsoe drop into the fifth round. That's absurd. Eric Bledsoe needs to go. If you can get him in the fourth round, I think that's a great pick. Uh, same with Buddy Heald, who um, who I picked. I think he's, um, you know, he's only going to get better. He's on Sacramento's going to be, be better per game. Buddy Heald was the 38th ranked player overall. He's going to get you elite threes. He's a good rebounder. Um, I do not care for the fact that his um, steals and blocks are kind of trash, but getting 20 points a game this late in the draft so now i have like great points great three-pointers good rebounds for guards and i'm still solid in in, in all my percentages and steals okay cool I, I really like that build so far for me um so buddy healed at 44 eric bledsoe at 45 tobias Harris at 46 all three really good picks tobias harris also being underrated uh i've seen tobias harris go in the fifth round as well not sure why. Um, Tobias Harris per game, 35th overall in Philly, and that's when he had to share the ball, um, share touches anyway. He's not like a ball-heavy guy, but he had to uh, deal with Jimmy Butler. And let's say whether that's good or bad, I don't know. 
But uh, 35th overall, Tobias Harris per game, getting Tobias Harris at 46. Great pick. Next pick, Zach Levine at 47. I don't love this pick, and I'm a Bulls fan. Everybody knows that. I love the Bulls. The first Bull I would take in this draft would be Larry Markadon, uh, which I do end up taking in the fifth round. Zach Levine per game, 61 uh, overall. Actually, here's here's the order I would take um, Bulls, Bulls players. Um, and I think it's a real toss-up with the first pick. And Zach Levine, not my first pick. I'm probably taking Otto Porter or Larry Marketing first. Probably Otto Porter first. Otto Porter is being really overlooked in all the drafts. Like, biggest overlook so far has been Otto Porter in every single draft I've been in. Um, I'm probably taking Otto Porter in the fourth round 100%. Um, I like Buddy Heal a little bit better. Um, just for my build in a head-to-head league, but if this is a roto league, Auto Porter's not leaving the fourth round. And I actually, I don't know if Auto Porter should leave the third round uh, in a roto league. But Zach Levine at forty-seven is too high. Um, I think a lot of people are going to get burned on Zach Levine this year. You, you can get those points, but I'd rather get those points from Buddy Heal. Uh, the rest of this team is going to be healthy, hopefully. Fingers crossed. And Zach Levine's going to need to take a lot, a lot less shots. He's going to need to pass the ball more. And I'm going to be yelling at him at the United Center to do those things. So um, Zach Levine at 47, way too high. Robert Covington at 48. I love this pick. Back-to-back picks into the fourth round, into the fifth round. Robert Covington, Oladipo. I like both of those picks. Taking a chance on Oladipo coming back and being you know, a top 40, top 30 player. I like that. Uh, with the first pick in the fifth round. Because the fifth round, this is when things start tapering off. We're starting to get into the plateau area and uh, getting a guy in the plateau that you think could be a top 50 player, they could be think could be a top 40 player or even higher. Those are all great picks to me. So Victor Oladipo, Robert Covington, both of those guys could be super elite this year. I love Robert Covington at 48. I'm actually disappointed I didn't pick Robert Covington with my pick. Um at 44 so shout out to alex reclean for the back-to-back picks in the fourth and fifth round excellent excellent picks going covington and oladipo with the 50th pick overall bam Adebayo. he's uh bam Adebayo is the hype train this year number one hype train bam Adebayo. i've been seeing bam go a lot higher than 50th overall bam Adebayo is gonna have to prove some things to me before i pick him in the top 50 um granted he could play 30 some minutes a game all those numbers can go up he's uh, across the board the type of player i'm always interested in i hate that he doesn't hit any threes really really hate that i don't like that his free throw percentage is 73 percent. i don't like that and his steals he could be a 1-1 guy steal block 1-1 but like 1-1-0 isn't as good as 1-1-1 and it's certainly not 1-1-3 like some of the players in the earlier rounds um, if you're picking Bam Adebayo on upside and you're getting him at 50, that's actually a very good value for drafts. I'm not sure I'm picking Bam Adebayo that high, which means I'm probably not going to own Bam Adebayo at all because I've seen him go in the late third round, early fourth round in some mock drafts. Um, I don't hate Bam Adebayo at pick 50 because you're not getting him coming back to you in the sixth round. I'm just not picking him there. Uh, next pick at 51, Kevin Love. Kevin Love, and then followed by Kyle Lowry. Both of these old guys are getting overlooked. Um, Kevin Love, obviously very, very injured last season. Um, He's a top 50 
when healthy, uh, Kevin Love's a top 50 guy. So getting him in the fifth round, around 50, cool. Great job. Kyle Lowry without um, Kawhi on the team. Kyle Lowry did have kind of a fall off. Kyle Lowry is still going to be Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry is probably a top 40 guy. Um, and he's going super, super late. He's going in the middle of the fifth round. Both of those are great picks, Kevin Love and Kyle Lowry. If you can get those guys in the fifth round, uh, or Oladipo, or Robert Covington, all these picks are super great value. Uh, I ended up going with Lowry Marketing, and I went against my own. Um, I think I maybe thought Otto Porter had already gone off the board. Otto Porter doesn't go until the, begin uh, in the beginning of the sixth round. That's how far Otto Porter is falling. And I'm ashamed of myself for not picking Otto Porter here. But I wanted a big. I had a lot of guards and a lot of... Uh, I needed... A, I wanted a big. And I also wanted a big who hit threes. Larry Marketing, definitely a top 50 player this season. Uh, going to be awesome. And I, getting him at 53, I really like it. I wish I would have uh, got Otto Porter. But Larry Marketing, totally fine for me on my team. 54, Steven Adams. A little high. I think you could get Steven Adams around later. And, yeah, I just think that's a little too high, especially with, I think, Al Horford's still on the board. Brooke Lopez is still on the board. Um, God, Al Horford's falling so far in these drafts. Um, yeah. Al Horford doesn't go to pick 68. Brooke Lopez goes to pick 73. Um, so going with Steven Adams it might be a build thing here. Um I don't, I don't terribly like I think it's too high for Stephen Adams. Number 55, CJ McCollum. Okay, cool. CJ McCollum is boring, but getting his points and his threes um, and his you know fairly solid percentages and all-around game at, at pick uh, 55, cool. Like, you're not going to get a lot of 20-point scores after pick 50. Uh, per game last season, CJ was 60 overall um so you're getting him at at value and i'm okay with that especially if you needed points uh, this is like the fourth fifth round is when you, you want to start building up the things that you're bad at or um double double downing really making up some double down words here double downing on um categories that you're already good at and so uh cj mccollum's a really really good pick in the fifth round to do exactly those things um next pick 50 Six Thomas Bryant. This is a high upside pick. Um, I guess I don't hate it because Thomas. Well, who's gonna play other than Thomas Bryant? Um, and I so I don't hate it at at, at pick fifty six. Uh, this is a guy who could be kind of all around really really good. Um, some of these guys end up biting people in the ass, but you know down the stretch there, you're seeing some twenty and twelve games from this guy with a with decent assists. Um, I think he's going to be fine. I think if you want to take a shot on Thomas Bryant in the fifth round at 56, go right ahead. I have actually rarely seen Thomas Bryant falling past the top 50. Um, I, I think there was like a por portion where I, I was seeing Thomas Bryant go in the third round like a month ago, third, fourth round. Now I'm seeing him going in like the fifth and sixth round, and I actually think maybe he's now undervalued instead of overvalued. So this to me is at value. Uh, Thomas Bryant likely could be a top 60 player as long as he's playing 30 minutes a game. I think he will approach 30 minutes a game because Washington has got no choice. Uh, if he can stay on the court, great, cool. 
Uh, next pick's a similar pick. Shea Gildress Alexander at pick 57. Um, a lot of, I think there's a lot of hype around him, and I don't think I'm going to own him in a lot of leagues. Um, I think he's a very, very good fantasy player and has a lot of potential. But I want to see him do more. Down the stretch, he was, when he was given the ball and let, let, left to his own devices, was really, really putting on some really, really good stats. He's still playing with Chris Paul. Chris Paul's going to pound that ball. And I think Shea Gildress with Chris Paul, as long as Chris Paul's on that team, is not going to be like a top 70 player. I'm not picking Shea Gildress Alexander this high. I'm staying away from him. 57 is too high for me, but that's kind of where he's going. So uh, I think there's a lot of hype train. He's a, he's a quote-unquote sleeper. Uh, there are no sleepers anymore, but uh, I think he's going to be on a lot of people's sleepers list, breakout season list. And I actually have faith in him. I I think he could be really, good, really good. In order to be a top 50 player, though, he's going to have to be much better. He's going to have to hit more than a three a game. He's going to have to start getting like six, seven assists instead of like less than four. Uh, his rebounds are going to need to go up. And I think all those things will, will go up, but I don't think they'll go up enough to be a top 50 player. A 57? Okay, cool. I'd much rather take a chance on Jason Tatum having a, a bounce back season. Uh, he went 58 overall, and uh, per game last year, he was 59th overall. So imagine him on a team uh, where he actually wants to play for. But I think a lot of people get hyped on Jason Tatum because I think he's a very, very good basketball player. He's not a great fantasy player. Uh, his field goal percentage is meh. He's, he gets a block, a steal, and a three, so that's something I like, but his assists are low. His rebounds aren't high enough to be elite. He's a really, really good, solid mid-round player, so getting him in here in an early mid-round, okay, that's fine. I still think there's a handful of players like Otto Porter. You could take a chance at Dan Daniel Gallinari. Um, I'd actually rather play with the upside of Jamal Murray or take the super solid Al Horford over Jason Tatum here, but this is where Jason Tatum... I, I'm not upset about seeing him here. I'm just not taking him at 58. 59, Terry Rozier, stay away. Uh, I'm not interested in Terry Rozier at all. This is another Kyle pick. Um, Kyle's going for a very specific build. So in a in a head-to-head -head league, uh, Jason or excuse me, Terry Rozier ends up being a lot more interesting in a head-to-head -head league. Uh, this guy's going to shoot under 40%. So if you're in a Roto League, stay away from this dude. Yeah, he's going to play a lot more. He's going to be the only guy on the on the Charlotte Hornets. But Terry Rozier at 59, I'm not a fan. Uh, that's where you're taking him in a head-to-head -head league. Okay, cool. Um, he's probably not going to fall to you in the seventh round so or at the end of the sixth round. I think Kyle could have waited on him. But Kyle ends up going Terry Rozier, and then in the sixth round ends up taking Lonzo Ball. So he's up to something is what he's doing here. He's trying to do these weird double builds with these players, uh, which I like. I think that's kind of it's at least an interesting take on head-to-head. -head. Uh, with the last pick in the fifth round, Jonas Valanciunas, great pick. Overlooked, really, really good fancy player, does the things that you want a center to do, good percentages, better in Roto than head-to-head, -head, but at pick 60, Jonas is a very, very good pick. And I, that is it for the top five rounds of this draft. If you are interested in the next, you know, six through 12 rounds, go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. 
you can find the results of this draft posted there for anyone for free. Even if you're not a subscriber, you can find these um, this results for this draft. But if you want to get the analysis of rounds 6 through 12, you're going to have to become a Patreon. Guys, it's only $2. Patreon.com slash watching the boxes. You get exclusive content. You get direct access to Tyler and I. Um, you get podcasts before they come out, before they're on the main feed. You get uh, the our rankings before they come out on the main feed. And you're also going to get some exclusive subscriber-only podcasts. And if you want to support the show, please subscribe. Patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Uh, I'm Mike Katrin. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. I appreciate you listening. I know it was a long one. And um, these mock drafts are going to be coming hot and heavy over the next few weeks. So I hope you're enjoying our 30 teams in over 30 days. And we got a lot more content coming for you. Thanks, everybody, and have a great one.